this is episode 17 of Going Beyond Salvation. This is season two, and this is your host, Jess Robinson. And we have several you know, topics that we're going to be discussing from our daily reading today. And so we'll just get started right away. You know, we get into numbers and you know, we start in verse 15 of chapter 9. And it's talking about the cloud above the tabernacle. And, you know, this cloud was, was the glory of God. And it was serving as a sign of, of divine provision, protection, and guidance for Israel in the in the desert and they did not the 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 people of Israel did not move until that glory until the the glory of the Lord would lift up and move and they you know and if it remained they stayed you know and then they followed it and wherever it settled that's where they stayed and I think that's you know as as believers we we take that as a sign that you know, when we're in, in a you know, in our walk with the Lord, you know, he, his presence is with us and his presence provides, you know, provision, protection and guidance for us. You know, when we are in this relationship with him, when we're in the word, he is our, you know, he's with us and he's, you know, as and guiding and directing us. And I think, you know, a lot of people they want to lead the Lord and let the Lord, you know, tell the Lord where to put them. But, you know, we need to allow the Lord to move and, and guide and direct us in our lives, in our daily lives, and the choices that we make. And, you know, as I was talking about in, in yesterday's, yesterday's episode, you know, being set apart, you know, and, and, you know, especially what we read, what we, what we watch, you know, we need to allow the Lord you know, we shouldn't strive for, for, you know, you're not going to strive for where, you know, you're supposed to be. The Lord is going to place you and he's going to go out and lead you to where you need to be. And I think a lot of, of believers, especially like when hard times come around, they think that's when the glory of the Lord is, is leaving and they're supposed to leave. And I've made that mistake a few times thinking, you know, and with a mindset that, you know, we're supposed to always be happy and it's, we're not, you know, and it's supposed to be all rosy and never come across these things, you know, these things like persecution and, and illness and, you know, things like that happen. And we have to continue to seek the face of the Lord and, and, and not force him to lead us you know, or for, tell him where to lead us to, you know, we have to be with an open heart and the Lord, you know, and allow him to say, you know, when it's time, you know, and there's been several people, like, I think in the last few months, you know, that have, that I've, I've, I've met that retired. And every time that I talked to them, it was, they were praying and they just felt, you know, the, the Lord speaking to their heart saying, it's, it's time, it's time to retire, I have other things for you to do. And so, you know, they knew and they took that time. They took that time to pray and, and seek out what, what the Lord wanted them to do, you know, and it ended up being, you know, they're happy and, and content, you know, with, with the decision, you know, it's hard, 
because they get so used to being in, in that spot, but they know that the Lord has something that they need to do. And so I think that's something we have to be willing to do. And, you know, and it's important that we remain near him at all times and not separate ourselves from his protection and will. And we see that at the beginning of, of chapter 10 with the silver trumpets, it's talking about, you know, the trumpets and that there was conditions that in order for him to, to meet them in, in certain ways, you know, that, you know, that he would come to his people in war only if he was summoned by trumpets. And then also the trumpets were supposed to be used to, you know, rally the camp. But, you know, it's just same way on, on our behalf that, you know, if we're refusing to draw into him, we're not in prayer, we're not leaning into him, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to come, you know, and you know, so it's always important to always just be drawing near to him and, and being close to him. And that's some of the things that, you know, I notice and we see, you know, they've been at Sinai during this time and now it, it's, they're moving on. They're, they're leaving Sinai because he's heading them towards the promised land, you know, that has, that he has promise to to Abraham you know he promised to their their forefather Abraham so he's moving them and but in this journey they end up you know complaining and you know they're they're grumbling you know they're you know they're grumbling with the hardships, the hardships come around and they're grumbling, you know, and they're grumbling about the food that they're eating because they, you know, they're looking back to Egypt and saying, you know, the place where they were oppressed, the place that they had such hardship and they're like, oh, we got, we got to eat fish all the time. And, and it was like, okay, so you're wanting to go back to these, these old ways that you know, have, you know, that brought you, you know, death and, and bondage just for momentary pleasures to eat fish. And, and you know, that, you know, the manna is, is, you know, the, you know, the word of God, you know, and it's like, and it's how we are, you know, we can tend, you know, when hardships come around and, you know, we're on this journey, sometimes it's like we we sit here and go and complain and complain and complain and, and saying it was better this way. It was better when it was around these times. And, you know, we can tend to, you know, be complaining, you know, about our jobs. We can tend to complain about our living situation when hardships arise. And, you know, it, it's so much better if we would have this, you know, there's always that going on. And, you know, and the Lord's really been like speaking to my heart about that, that about complaining, about grumbling and, and learning to, to be content in, in, 
wherever I'm at, you know, even when there is persecution, even when there's hardships. And I just want to point, you know, Paul writes in in 1 Corinthians, you know, chapter 10, he writes about this, you know, with the complaining and the grumbling and what was going on with, with their forefathers, you know, and he says, for I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered over the desert. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in pagan revelry. And see, that was an exodus. We should not commit sexual morality as some of them did. And one day, 23,000 of them died. We should not test the Lord as some of them did and were killed by snakes and do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And so, you know, yes, there's going to be temptations that arise. And we're going to think about, you know, it's so much better to be back in our old life. We could, you know, just take one sip of alcohol. We could, you know, just take one cigarette or whatever it may be, you know, that you you walked away from. And it may feel like a temptation, but God is faithful. And, you know, he's not going to put you beyond more what you can bear, you know, especially in your circumstances as well. You know, if there's persecution, if there's hardships, you know, heartache, he's not going to, you know, put you beyond what you can bear. And so I just want to say that, you know, And he's faithful, you know, he's going to provide a way of escape, but we ourselves have to be willing to step into that opportunity to walk away and so walk in that direction. And so we, we have to watch out for things like that. And we see, you know, there, you know, some of these people die because of their complaining. And if we go back to our old ways, you know, especially if we're going back to our old ways, you know, it can lead to death, you know, eternal death. Maybe sometimes it could lead to physical death, but it could lead to eternal death as well. You know, where we just give up on, on serving the Lord. And, and then it's in this chapter as well that, you know, we see Moses and he goes in and he feels like the burden is on him with, the complaining from the Israelites. And this is where the story, you know, where we were talking in a couple of podcasts ago, this is where 70 elders are set aside. And, um, you know, the spirit of the Lord is put upon them 
And we see that two of them that weren't in the camp, they end up prophesying because the spirit of the Lord comes upon them. And Joshua wants them to be, you know, wants Moses to rebuke them. But in his humble spirit, he's like, I wish everybody could prophesy. You know, his heart was that he wished that all the people would, would have this relationship with the Lord. And in that with, you know, the 70 elders, you know, and the spirit of, of, of God coming upon them. I think, you know, Moses at that point knew that it, the burden wasn't on him. It was, you know, the burden was on the Lord and that he could trust in the Lord in that time. And so that's essentially, uh, um, numbers. And so we're going to take a quick break and jump into Psalm 35. And we are back and we are in Psalm 35 and pretty much I just want to kind of sum up Psalm 35 and that, you know, Psalm 35 is, you know, we see David and, and, and when we get into the story of King David and, you know, when he was running from Saul, King David never he had opportunities to, to do away with Saul, who was, who was not, you know, yeah, King Saul. And, you know, that he was, you know, he was rightfully the king and he could have disposed of Saul, but he doesn't, he doesn't take vengeance into his own hands. And this is one of those prayers where, you know, his heart, he gives the injustices to the Lord. And he's, it's a prayer, you know, where he's praying that evil, you know, would be quenched, you know, and that, and that the Lord would bring judgment in regards to injustices that are, have happened. And he doesn't take, he chooses not to take vengeance into his own hands. And as, as Christians, as believers, we have to learn to not take vengeance into our own hands and it's hard because we live in a society that says you know you know if somebody hurts you get them back and you know no we're as believers we're supposed to give those injustices we're supposed to be quick to forgive and we're supposed to give those injustices to the Lord and let him handle it you know, even if it means bringing salvation to the person or, you know, if they continue to be unrepentant that, you know, he and, and sin continues to fill up to the full measure, then he will deal with it. And it's in his hands. And, you know, I think as believers, you know, we're so easy to live in offense to the point that we would you know, gain vengeance if we get the chance, but instead we're supposed to be opposite and let God, you know, take the vengeance and, and let him administer the justice, you know, it's in his hands. And, and we see that in the Psalm and, and that it's not, and it doesn't mean that, you know, we're just supposed to ignore the fact that there's evil. I think a big point in prayer is, is allowing the Lord to expose evil, especially in, you know, in this day 
with the political arena, what's going on. It's, it's, it's time to, you know, to pray, you know, that he would expose evil when, when people continue to remain un, unrepentant and, and just leave it in his hands, you know? And so that's essentially Psalm, Psalm 35, you know, and it's hard, it's hard because we want to, you know, take things into our own hands, you know, but it's up to the Lord. It's, it's in his hands and it's, it's good for our healing. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you're praying for somebody, you should be praying against, you know, it's, you know, cause our enemy is not flesh and blood. You need to pray per, you know, in regards that, you know, justice would be administered and the evil of, of Satan would be exposed and that hopefully this person will be, you know, have a divine intervention and not be a, a ploy for the enemy, you know, you know, to, to use, you know, cause a lot of times it's the enemy, it's the enemy and using, you know, whatever vessels he can use. And sometimes, yes, it is other believers that do hurt us as well. And, you know, and, and sometimes like, you know, we see with some you know, as I've, I've been training that, you know, some Christians, when they're coming against another Christian, they think they're, they're doing, you know, God's work. And when they're not in that, our prayer needs to be that, you know, that God will, will work in their heart. And so, you know, it's, it's all about just giving it to God and letting him handle it, you know, and it's not easy, but I think in a way, you know, it's going to help with healing, you know, people's hearts to be healed when we do that kind of stuff. You know, when we allow the Lord to just take control of it because it's, it's off of us and it's like Moses, a burden is lifted. You know, it's not on our shoulders anymore. So that's essentially Psalm 35. So we're going to take a quick break and then jump into Mark. We are back and we are in the book of Mark and we're finishing up Mark chapter 10 and where we're starting off in verse 32 is that Christ begins projecting his sufferings in, in Jerusalem and at this point the disciples are becoming fearful. They're wondering why he's saying these things. They're probably thinking that, that Christ is going to be arrested in the moment that he arrives in Jerusalem and they feel their own lives threatened and which jumps into James and John at this point they're concerned about their position in heaven you know in in, in the future kingdom and he makes it clear that only God could choose who's going to sit on Christ's throne and you know, and it's a promise for us to these days, especially for those who overcome, who overcome this, you know, the trials and tribulations and even persecution, you know, when we're steadfast in our faith, we have this promise that, that, you know, as it says in Revelation chapter three, verse 21, in, in the King James versions, to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne 
even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. And, you know, it's kind of summing up what we've been talking about, not, you know, and I think, you know, this, this whole theme of this podcast is, you know, not, you know, just continuing allowing the Lord to lead us, drawing near to him, choosing not to go back to our past or allow ourselves to get in this place of, you know, grumbling and complaining before the Lord and, and thinking that our old lives were such great, you know, things before we knew Christ, you know, that's allowing the enemy at our table. And, you know, and even in, including, you know, giving our, our, you know, injustices to the Lord, even when, before we were even saved and, you know, when we've had injustice, you know, people that were hurt by family members, you know, rejected by family, rejected by mothers and fathers. It's, is learning to, to give those over. And, and, you know, it's a form of overcoming, you know, and every time we do that, you know, it's, we have that promise that we're going to be there for eternity, you know, where, where it is in the end, you know, in heaven, there's no more tears in heaven. There's no more sickness in heaven that, you know, we're there with Jesus. I mean, that's the greatest thing is of it all is we're with Jesus, you know, for the rest of our lives, you know, for, for eternity, you know, we're there and, you know, we don't have to worry about these things that, that happened in our lives that, you know, we're there, we're there. We've, you know, we're there with him and, and that's the greatest thing. And so, you know, and just to, to wrap it all up, we get to the story of, of blind Bartimaeus and, you know, this is actually, Mark only mentions one blind beggar and the story is in Matthew chapter 20 verses 29 through 34. And Matthew mentions two blind beggars. I'm not going to go into detail of why, you know, there's such a difference. But Mark chooses to focus on one of them named Blind Bartimaeus. And I like Mark's version, you know, because it speaks to our lives. You know, he is a beggar, you know, in Jericho and, you know, he was blind. He was a beggar, you know, and the cloak that he throws off, you know, the cloak when you were a beggar, you know, they gave you a cloak that marked you as a beggar, you know, that was his identity. And he's, you know, he knows Jesus is there. And, you know, he's crying out, son of David. And because he was considered an outcast, these people were telling him to be silent. And that's the enemy, you know, in our lives when before we know Christ, you know, you know, we have this identity that the enemy has placed upon us. And, you know, he's trying to tell us that, you know, to be silent, that, that Christ doesn't care for us, you know, that he doesn't care for us. 
but he continues to cry out for mercy to Christ. And that's the way we are supposed to be. You know, we're going to be attacked by the enemy and he's going to say that Christ doesn't care for us. He's going to attack our identity. He's going to cause us to want to go back to our old lives and stay in our own li- old lives. And But we have to continue to draw near to the Lord and cry out for his mercy, you know, and and for his presence. And Jesus stops. You know, he stops and, and he, you know, he stops and he, he tells them to call him. And so they call the blind man and they said, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. And I like what, you know, the Bible says what Bartimaeus does Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. So he was, when he was throwing that cloak aside, he was throwing his old life away in faith and walking to Jesus, knowing that, you know, in faith that he was going to be healed and, and, and choosing to not go back to this old life. He was not going to stay in this old life. And that's how we're supposed to be is that we're supposed to throw off what the enemy, the identity that the enemy has tried to place on us and saying and walking forward in faith with Jesus, believing in, in the promises that, you know, the Bible gives us that we have, you know, that we have grace, that we have healing, that he's our redeemer, moving forward and not going back. And we know that he is healed. Yeah, so that is pretty much it for today's episode. So for the next podcast, we're going to read Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 through chapter 14, verse 45, Psalm 36, verse verses 1 through 12, and then Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19 and then Mark chapter 11 verses 1 through 33 and I'm just going to end a prayer and I just say thank you Lord Jesus for Lord for the blood that you cover us with and that Lord we thank you for your grace and that Lord we are made new when we accept Jesus into our life and Lord I pray that you would just put in our hearts the joy of, of knowing you, Lord God, and that, Lord, we would not desire our old lives, that we would not look back, and that we would be like blind Bartimaeus and moving forward in, in, in all that you have for us, Lord God. And we just thank you, God, for all that you're doing and continue to do. In Jesus' name, have a great day, you guys. Mm-hmm.